0: Bush and Ritchie here with your Daily Takeaway podcast. Uh, We do have some uh, great stuff for you ahead on this show, but just just a little note I want to say before we get going, uh, particularly for me as an Everton fan, during the course of this programme, it becomes apparent that Frank Lampard, the Everton manager, has lost
1: his job. What a great little game this is for uh, regular listeners to the Daily Takeaway. They can listen and they can get in touch with us if they think they've worked out what point in the podcast you learnt the news uh, that Everton Football Club are rudderless? So, obviously, love Frank. He's a
0: lovely man. Mm. Just hasn't worked out. But there is a little bit of relief in there mm-hmm. that we, we can maybe wipe the slate clean and, and try and climb out of the relegation zone. So, yeah, I'd say there's a, there's a moment where there's a little bit of a bounce
1: for me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I venture to say the episode you're about to hear is actually quite a giddy one. It is very, very giddy. Yeah. So, it's going to be quite difficult to it's pick a, that moment. It's a release for you, really, isn't it? It really is. I it's mean,
0: no doubt we plunge further back in when we get short on dice but we'll see what happens. This is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway.
1: It's a cold Monday afternoon. You must have been cold back on your bike today.
0: My language was so blue <laughs> all the way here.
1: I, I couldn't do anything. You know when it's so cold sometimes, you just got to swear out loud. Yes, absolutely. I... It does help. I heard in the news just a few moments ago that uh, it's so cold they're doing this first little experiment with switching off appliances at five o'clock. So cold today. Respect to the people that do cold jobs. When I was out on my little walk this morning into the high street, a couple of different people that I saw, I thought, oh, hats off to you. First of all, it was bin day down our street, so oh, seeing yeah. the bin people coming up and down the street, so cold, what they were having to do was slap every bin before they then stuck it on the back of the lorry, because of course the lids were frozen shut, so <sighs> having to slap the bins, it's so cold, like telling the bin off.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And,
1: and then when I went to Tesco to pick up me Click and Collect, there was a hand car wash in the car park, I think thinking, no, yeah, You not. had a right
0: little adventure this morning,
1: had not you? <laughs> oh, I was a busy day, <laughs> I've been achieving things but what a cold job to be doing. You've got bin people, hand car wash, no thank you, not on a day like today, liquids, surprise the the, the hose isn't frozen.
0: Oh, just wet hands, cold weather, takes you back to like, you know, do you remember doing PE when you were a kid and it was so cold afterwards that you couldn't button your school shirt back up again? (laughs) That's what that reminds me of. I tell you another cold job as well, it's a weird one this, but like, if you're in the police or whatever and you've got to guard something. Yes. You know you get those people who just got to stand guard. Yes.
1: Guarding. Do you still get the the pocket warmers? That that must be a thing. The, the, the cops must have the pocket warmers. You know those things that you you break and then they're warm in your pocket for about forty five minutes.
0: I, I bought something like that um, weirdly about two years ago, and um, is this with. I thought you just like. Press the button and it warms your hand up, mm. but you've got to fill it up with the same fuel that you put in a Zippo lighter. Oh no, thanks. And then light it and then put the top on. I feel like—is <laughs> this an explosive? <laughs> I feel like I might be putting an explosive in my pocket.
1: Uh, Fences are wanting to join the roll of honour of cold jobs. Paul Bennett says, "I've been putting up a fence today." A, that's cold because you're outside, obviously. Freezing. B, trying to put a fence post in frozen ground. That doesn't sound like much fun. They're going right on the list. Uh, Andrew
0: Bunn has sent us in an unusual photo of him stood in his back garden with just a T-shirt on and there's fire in the background. <laughs> Apparently he's cleared the garden and he's done a fire and now there's just, he's just got a T-shirt on. I've got a feeling I might see him on Sky News. <laughs> F Lampard in South London says that he's out in the cold. Currently, quite cold at the moment. Very good. Uh, this one here says, "Cold jobs." I'm a hand pallet truck specialist, and I often work outside, which is no fun when you're touching cold steel.
1: No, thank you. Sounds like
0: a Spinal Tap album cover, <laughs> touching cold steel.
1: Uh, Intel on uh, the uh, the police force with the hand warmers whilst on crime scene duty. Uh, a smoking gun here says you're lucky if you get a break to use the toilet or food in ten hours. So it doesn't look like there's hand warmers in those pockets.
0: As a kid, I, I would love to have guarded something, but the more we hear about guarding things, it doesn't sound that much of a laugh. It's
1: not. It always cracked up to be. Yeah. Uh, Andy, tell us what is the cold job you've been doing? Right, we work on a uh, film location, so we're
2: we're up cooking breakfast at three o'clock in the morning. I mean, it's morning minus five. Ice on
0: the ice on the ground. Uh, just waiting for all the actors and the crew to come in. So you're doing uh, a ba- like a baguette for Rafe Fines at like no, four o'clock no, in the morning.
2: No, we do we do a full full English breakfast, full breakfast, and then uh, and then lunch, and now we're just prepping for tomorrow morning.
1: So some of these fine performers and people of the arts, that an actor's breakfast is a full English every day.
0: We have everything, my friend. Yeah, we have sausages, bacon, uh, scrambled egg, poached eggs, fried eggs, hash browns. You who, name it, mate. Porridge. Who is the who is the the, the biggest star you've done a fry up for?
2: <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he have a full
1: English? Did, anything he
0: left out, you thought was a bit strange?
1: They they send a runner um, for their breakfast. They oh. want come out of their boiler. Uh, I'd love to send a runner downstairs for my <laughs> breakfast in the morning. That'd be great. <laughs> we need runners in our life. That'd be so good.
2: <laughs> no, no, it's good. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, they don't come out. They, it's too cold for them. Andy, great to talk Brilliant. to you. Take care. Uh, David says I'm up a mobile phone mast installing new equipment for the networks and TV companies. Oh, I, I would have thought heat rises. Is that really as cold as he's claiming? He's sl- hanging
0: around in in the breeze in a sling. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst place in the world. That <laughs> <laughs> one of them slings that pulls your bum cheeks either side. As nothing right. good I mean, about it really. There's nothing good when you, when you think you, about it. When you think about it, as he as he volunteered for that, <laughs> the other bloke sat in the van. Uh, I tell you what, another news though is time is running out to get your suggestions in to Dave on the Dave Barry Breakfast Show for absolutely Radio. You, Mm. get your own radio station. What about that? I've got an idea for it, which I have not verbalised so far, because I think it might be of bad taste. You've left it late. Uh, Hang on, sorry, I just picked up on the bad taste. I don't know whether to say it or not. (laughs) Well, what about this, right? Just hear me out and just take, take this as just an idea that you can discard. Absolute radio dead. Everyone we play is deceased.
1: Okay, well, uh, you could twist that and say it's a nice homage.
0: Exactly, thank you very much, lovely French word, chuck that in. Thank you. Uh, well, I'll get it in now, because entries close at 5pm today, so get yours in. Uh, maybe I'll be on the show with Dave tomorrow just uh, putting that to him.
1: these uh, in the Vale of Glamorgan, online shopping delivery driver, says it's not fun standing on customers' doorsteps just inches away from someone's lovely warm house.
0: I'd say the awful thing about that job as well is that you have to endure, because I do it as a customer, that awful broken bits of... Do you try and chat to them each time you come back? Continue the story? So, yeah, because it's been really busy. And then you go back around the corner with some bags and then come back again and go... But I just haven't had time to actually get into the shops myself. It's awful. I must have to make so much polite chat. Uh, Ben in Royal Norwich, which I didn't know was a thing, says, Shout out to all my fellow greenkeepers in the house.
1: I would suggest that's the Royal Norwich Golf Course. Is that what that is? I don't think Royal Norwich has been bestowed a royal seal. Like Royal wooten Bassett. I don't think it is. I think it's just the Royal Norwich Golf Course. Could you send us a photo of your royal seal, please, Ben? <laughs> just to confirm that. Further details, Greenkeeper. Uh, Hannah, the cold job, please.
3: Um, so I am an archaeologist... And Whoa. I am now, luckily, a desk-based archaeologist, which does not, as many people believe, involve digging up my carpet, but uh, doing surveys from my desk.
0: So, so the cold bit, then, is that you, you might be on all fours uh, tickling uh, diplodocus's knuckles with a, with a paintbrush, trying to dust it down, and it's absolutely freezing.
3: Absolutely. Very little paintbrushing, a lot more uh, physical digging. They show you all the nice bits in the TV programmes, but it's mostly being up to your neck in mud.
1: Wow. do you work your way up to being a desk-based archaeologist or do you long for the days where you were in mud getting cold
3: you basically just give up get fed up and then go and find yourself a nice cushy archaeology job instead
1: fantastic <laughs> you ever thought getting into the
0: careers side of things with uh, going uh speaking to schools about getting them into <laughs> archaeology hey one other thing what's the most amazing thing then you've you've uncovered despite the fact that it is cold
3: Oh, my goodness. It's really hard to say. And you know what? I've been asked this question so many times in my career. Um, it's always the little things that I find the most interesting, like some really nice flint arrowheads, bits of pottery, because it's things that people haven't touched in maybe six, 8,000 years, and you're the wow. first person to pull them out of the ground. So that's always
1: good. Well, they say, for example, in football, you're only as good as your last game. What is the last thing, the most recent thing you dusted off and dug up?
3: The last thing I actually physically lifted would have been a human skeleton, so... Oh, well, Yeah. Can't go into too much more detail, but I can confirm it was definitely archaeological and not recent.
1: Another <laughs> shifty Home Time listener. <laughs> what about that piltdown
0: man making an appearance right at the end here on Home Time? Uh, Diane from Enfield has just texted to say that uh, she works at an animal centre, and listen to this, she says it takes hours defrosting the animal waters and ponds, and once your hands are numb, you don't notice that they're cold. Oh.
1: That's kind of bleak, isn't it? It's really bleak. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Emma, coldest job, what is it?
2: Well, it's not me personally, but I have utmost respect for people who work with horses because I've got a horse and I know how cold it is when I'm up there.
0: Okay, so you've got staff looking after your horse for you. You don't get your hands dirty then.
2: Oh, no, I look after my own horse, but the people who work on the yard, they're there in ice and snow and rain and mud and water everywhere and horses that, you know, weigh half a tonne. Trying to go out to the field in icy conditions with the wind up their chuff. Oh,
1: well, there that's, you go, technical a term, equine term. That one. <laughs> um, do, do horses get cold? Is that a silly question?
2: They do. If if you t- take all their hair off, you clip all their hair off, they get cold.
0: Okay. And if you hugged a horse, would you warm back up again? I imagine oh, they'd be quite warm yeah. to hug.
2: They're very warm to hug. Yes. They
1: look like
0: they got warm breath. That's the one thing that I'd say with your horse. Get around the front and get a good like gust of warm air down the back of your neck or something. <laughs>
2: They do, they do, uh, yeah, they do blow down your neck, wouldn't it, when you're hugging them?
0: Okay, we'll, we'll bear that in mind <laughs> next time we're much. down in the farm. I do, yeah. <laughs> I can't help myself.
1: Good to talk to you, Emma. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. So,
0: I, I don't want to like change the tone and get too serious right now, but I do need some advice on an ethical situation that's arisen in my life over the past few days. <laughs> So on Friday, I had one of those really, really busy days and I was running out of time, trying to get too much stuff done before I had to jump on the train to come into work. Uh, and I'd been for a cycle because I'm trying to make my back a bit better and I wanted to have a bath before I left the house to kind of ease my aching muscles, OK? little kind of uh, rehab thing that I've got going on. But I also had promised uh, our producer, Nick, that I'd call him about a work-related issue. Right. And I was in a bit of flap at home and I, and I just said to Katie, my other half, I haven't got time, I'm just going to text Nick and apolog- apologise and I'll give him a bell next week. And she said, don't stress, call him in the bath, he'll never know. And I was thinking, what, call Nick on speakerphone, but don't m- make any you know, mention at any point that I'm naked in the bath. Yes. She seems to think that's I think that's terrible. I'd do that. That's. I think it's a it might be illegal. It's, so much- it's like... It's like an, an assault. I think it might be assault. It's <laughs> not at all. So, what you think it's fine to like have a conversation with someone, and at no point
1: warn them that you're what you're up to? To be clear, if it's a mere old-fashioned phone call, I think that's fine. If you're suddenly talking video message, well, I mean, very horrendous. different kettle of fish. <laughs> I think it could get awkward <laughs> if there was like noises of lapping water. What are you saying? I'll be doing whilst I'm chatting to him? No, no I'd have to just, stay perfectly still. Yes, like Apocalypse Now when he
0: comes out of the water. Exactly, exactly steam that. everywhere. Yeah. I, I, I'd be comfortable with that. I'd do that to you. I, I'd be mortified if we had a conversation, chat, chat, put the phone down, whatever, and I speak to you later on in the day, and then you later on tell me that you were naked in the bath. Yeah, I would say that was a real violation of our <laughs> friendship.
1: In fact, I'd go the other way. I, I, I will oh, tell I? you, within the next month, don't, I don't know don't, when... Don't do this. Within the next month, I'm going to call you from the bath.
0: That's Well, I'll. Um, will you tell me at the beginning of the call or will you drop I it will, in at the end? I will
1: tell you via text at the end of the call.
0: And we know on this show how you bathe, and that adds an entire <laughs> other element. Face down, folks, face down.
1: Tom says trouble is, if you tell them you're in the bath, they will assume, that's code for, on the toilet. Oh that's even that's even worse.
0: The people do this. <laughs> Uh, Chris Martin from another member of the Absolute Radio family says, don't do that, the acoustics will be terrible.
1: Steve says, I'd be more worried about dropping the phone
0: in the bath. We've seen the state of my phone. It's not a problem, not a concern from me. Megan says, yes, it's okay. Work smarter, not harder. Maximisation of time. Kelly, where do you stand
1: on Bush's ethical bath quandary?
2: I think it's absolutely perfect, honestly. It just goes to prove how your relationship has moved.
0: What, what do, do you mean by work.
2: that? Well, I do it at work. So I, I will speak to colleagues while on the toilet. Number ones, of course. Um, never a number two. Okay. And I, I would even talk to my area manager while I'm on the toilet. And I will just say, this is how our relationship has improved, that I feel confident <laughs> enough... To go to the toilet while speaking to
1: you. So Kelly, wow. you are saying in this case with Bush and his his call to our producer Nick that Nick should take it as a compliment that Bush feels comfortable enough to call him from the bath.
2: Hundred percent, hundred percent. And how how you can feel violated? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That really made me laugh.
0: <laughs> so I, I just yeah. just let it all hang out. Just just go for it. You're saying. And
2: Absolutely! Oh, absolutely! Would would you would it bother you going into a urinal, standing next to producer Nick, going to
1: a number one? You wouldn't. Keep going, keep going, keep so going! Dark. I want him to answer this one. <laughs> What's
0: the difference?
2: What's the difference? <laughs>
0: that's, that's a very, very he good point. We can
2: see you in a urinal. We can't see you over the phone in the And if you're that if you're that embarrassed by it, put your rubber duck somewhere. All right, <laughs> let's
0: wrap this up. <laughs>
1: You've absolutely owned him. <laughs> There's the police.
2: <laughs> yeah, the police are here already.
1: <laughs> Big Zoom work meeting. Someone said they were in the bath, left the camera on, but aimed it at the ceiling. This is outrageous. <laughs> That's going the other way.
0: Neil says, yes, I've had a full-on Zoom meeting whilst I was in the bath. I had the video off and just said I was washing the dishes. <laughs> the bare face cheek of this man. We've got Eleanor on the line. You have a view on this, Eleanor, is that right?
3: Uh, yes. Uh, people can tell that you're in the bath. Um, I've had a call from, it was a guy I was dating at the time, and there is a distinct echo. Yes. Um, You think, is this person in a swimming pool? Because when there's tiles everywhere, you get a really noticeable echo.
0: That's a good point. So uh, if I try to style it out with Nick and just say it was a normal call from the lounge, he can hear that voice bouncing back. And and as someone said earlier on, at worst, he's going to think I'm on the lav, which is even worse, isn't it?
3: Yes, yes. And if, you, if you're on speakerphone as well, you have to be very careful not to make any splashing sounds. Because if you're in the bath, there's water everywhere, and that's a bit of a giveaway as well.
1: Now, of course, life is all about compromises. That's how we survive. So could you bring into the bathroom some throws? Uh, maybe to, to, I don't know, put over an error or something. Just soften the acoustics, and, and then I think we're there.
0: I look like i being embalmed, like a mummy or something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like a cry I for help to spend that much time
2: setting
3: the call up would it not be quicker to just make the call and then have the bath afterwards
0: that's a very good point point. and what happened to you in your relationship when in someone that you were dating sneakily called you from the bath
3: Uh, Well, I mean, it didn't cause
1: any
0: problems in the relationship at the time, but it's long over now. Oh, there you go. There's a warning for all of us.
2: This is the Daily Takeaway.
1: This time tomorrow, you'd be joining us with the smell of a toasty in the studio. Yes, because it will be Toasty Tuesday. Last week, I went out on a limb and suggested that my chocolate and cheese combo, uh, the Cathedral Cocoa, would be a triumph. And everybody here present right now agreed that it was.
0: I love how your toasty sounds like a drag act.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cathedral, Cathedral Coco.
0: <laughs> it was good, man. It was really Thank good. You. I didn't think it was going to be any good, but it was, I, I finished it all, didn't I? You did. You loved it. It's a little bit like on um, like MasterChef or, mm. or Bake Off when they finish the whole lot when they shouldn't. They know they've got other ones to taste. Yes. So tomorrow, it's my turn mm-hmm. to, to bring forth my own creation. And I'm going to be making a toasty tomorrow. I'm going to be serving you a toasty that is... A mix of tinned corned beef, which is one of my favourite things from my childhood. Mm -hmm. So we'll get the key to open the tin. It'll be like a little night out or something. Beautiful. And then tomato ketchup as well. So corned beef and tomato ketchup. That's it. That's just it. OK. Because obviously the butter that you put on the bread to give it a bit of...
1: Well, the butter on the bread really isn't... I wouldn't say it's an ingredient. It's really a means of getting it back out the toasty machine. OK. <laughs> so you've got concerns already? I've got concerns over moisture.
0: OK. And lack of. I think I think you don't need to worry about it. It's going to be absolutely fine. It's going to be a hit. Uh, the only thing I don't have going into tomorrow's show is a name for this thing. Oh, the Cathedral cocoa. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's going to go, have to go somewhere to beat that. But if you've got a good suggestion for a name that we could call this toasty tomorrow, then get in touch now, 8, 12, 15. We could be, you know, uh, christening it as such. Tommy the beef. Tommy the... What is Tommy the beef?
1: Well, it's, you've <laughs> only got two ingredients in there. It's me reversing them. Corned beef and tomato ketchup. Tommy the beef. It sounds like wartime slang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> any suggestions welcome Corn beef and tomato ketchup toasty what can I call it uh,
1: Tommy the beef my suggestion earlier is not landed very well there are better ones coming in Nick would like to put forward the Freyben toaster I love that that's good got a
0: good ring to a big fan of a Freyben toast. Mark says pauper's delight thanks for that <laughs> Morg says the paydays in three days toasty you'd have to
1: say some of these early names Um, How are you going to phrase this? They're not really suggesting that people have much confidence in what's happening tomorrow.
0: I always feel there's like a vibe. There's like a... uh, uh, People make decisions in their own mind when you... When when you get out the key of a uh, a tin of corned beef, (laughs) people have judged you already. They do, yes. The Birkenheader says Skinner. Of course, I was born in... in, Well, Ellesmere Port, but similar... (laughs) And, and the a so, Porter. The Ellesmere Porter. And then Robert Wheeler says, how about the rationing? <laughs> Some of them are a little bit offensive. Uh, Trudy says, the CBTK. is that like a baddie from America? <laughs> Powerley says, the Armistice Day Special... Uh, and then Chris, who's working in East Kilbride, says, Brexit means Brexit toasty. <laughs> There's some very unfair views of corned beef going on in tonight's show.
1: Turnkey toasty from <sighs> Clare in Edinburgh. That's good. It's very clever. The turnkey toasty. It's got a, a certain flow to it as a name, hasn't it? I like it? that. The, the T-K-T. <laughs> Cornato. That's amazing. <laughs> it's very really good. That's from That's Mar- like Mark it. in Chesterfield. A bully beef belter from Peter in Seaford as sounds well. Sounds like a wrestler
0: from the 80s <laughs> in Britain. <laughs> I'm going to go for the turnkey
1: toasty. Oh, it's a great name. That is, that's what we're going
0: to call it. The turnkey toasty, Richie. You're going to taste this tomorrow night on this show.
1: And you're not going back on any of the additional... It, it's just going to be corned beef and tomato?
0: That's right. I'm not going to change on my
1: earlier stance on a lack of moisture.
0: This is Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway.
1: So, you have enjoyed that particular episode. If you reckon you know what point it was that uh, Bush heard the news about uh, dear old Frank... God bless him. Uh, ...then hometime Um, and uh, we'll see if we can uh, marry up your guesses with the moment the news was heard.
0: Love a quiz.